You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Dick and Skippy in the mornings here. My golly, we're in December. It is the final month of the year, December 2nd, 2019, Anno Domini, a Monday. We're just mere 23 days from Christmas. That's three weeks and two days. Hey, I want to let you know that outside it is a balmy 51 degrees and sunny outside in historic downtown Conroe. Uh, it's going to get up to uh, 61 today, but then back down to the 30s tonight. And the sun shiny all day and moon shiny all night. Cool. Yeah. Hey, Dick. Cool. Good hey. morning. It's good to see you. It's good. We haven't seen each other for a while. And, you know, my life has been just that much yeah, more Yeah, it's empty. been hectic. You know how it is. Yep. But we are broadcasting to you live from 104.5 and 106.1 on your downtown Conroe dial. Yeah. Worldwide on IRLoneStar.com as well as Facebook Live Video. And, of course, we podcast everything and throw it out there on Apple Podcasts and anywhere you can find a podcast. So you can put us in your pocket and take us with you. Yeah, Pocket Skip, Pocket Dick. Pocket Dick, which is the name of my next band with umlauts over all the vowels. Yeah. Yeah, so it would be Pokey Dyke. It would be the... uh, Proper spelling. If you couldn't tell, I got I got the allergies today. Yeah. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the Barry White. Yeah, Dick. How's it going, Dick? Going good. Awesome. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to set up stuff. But uh but well, yeah. Up yeah, how was your Thanksgiving, man? My Thanksgiving was awesome. Um a little bit more celebration this there this year than last year. Last year is my mom and I all by ourselves at Denny's. <laughs> yeah. But this year, no, I had big. Uh, my stepsister flew into town uh, from New Mexico, and I had my mom, my wife, my, my uh, myself, and uh, had a wonderful uh, home cooked, you know, traditional turkey and stuffing and green bean salad. And my mom made the yams because I won't touch them with a ten foot pole. And just had a good time. Then, of course, my uh, one of the shows I'm in opened this weekend. It's a Wonderful Life happening at Stageworks Theater. Opened on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Okay. And uh, had a great opening weekend. Pretty much sold out crowds. If people want tickets for that, go to stageworkshouston.org or stageworkstx.org. Either one will work. Get your tickets while you can because this show is selling out. A lot of fun. I got a lot of good feedback from it. You know, people oh, laughed and cried. All right. So. Well, uh, for those who are listening today, we're going to go all the way to 11 o'clock, of course, and then our guest at 10 is going to be Elizabeth West with the city of Conroe. If you didn't know, the Conroe has now starting up a tradition of doing a downtown Christmas celebration. So if you're around uh, the Montgomery County area tomorrow and looking for something to do, uh, they're doing the tree lighting tomorrow. So we're going to learn more about that. And then I know the downtown merchants are doing an event uh, more of like you come down and vote for the best window, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and stuff like that. So if you, I was just gonna put myself in a Garfield costume and stick myself to the window. I think that, that would freak people out. And your point? Yeah. Do you hear that? I hear Is that so- you. Oh, hold on. Do I? 
Yeah, let's try that. Okay, that should be better now. If you hear that talking in the background. So I'm trying to keep the comments on so I All can... Right. Yeah, we're on Facebook Live. Keep it real so there, there you go with that. But no, we have the Christmas celebration starting tomorrow, and then uh, I put some links and stuff in our description on Facebook uh, for our Facebook Live feed. If people want to know more information about that, if they're going to miss Elizabeth in the studio here around 11. So before that, we can around talk 10. about whatever you... Around, 10, sorry. Yeah. Uh, before that, what anything you want to kind of talk about? Anything going on well, in we got world? some we got some headlines that were happening over, yeah. over the weekend, and we can slide into it. You know, yeah. we can ease our way in. I want to hear about your Thanksgiving, though. Uh, it was fine. It was family, and then we just hung out, and that was about it. I mean, it was it's a typical mm-hmm. Schistler Thanksgiving. The Schistler Thanksgiving. Ate a boatload of food, and... Uh, luckily for me that, uh, my significant other's family w- lives further away. So I didn't have to do like three trips and eat three different things. One of my buddies I spent time with, he's like, he's like, I'm not doing too good. And I go, why? What happened? He's like, I've eaten three Thanksgiving meals. And I was like, oh, that does make sense. If everyone lives in Houston and parents are divorced, mm. you've gone to three different yeah, houses. I've, I've been there before. So or even if you're married, because you may have your family and then. Your mom and dad want it, and then your wife's mom and dad want it, and, and then I mean, friends. I, you nah, can have like I'll just six do or it. seven. I'd say you got me for one time. That's it. I got other stuff to there's do. There's only so much dick to go around. Yeah. No, it was good. It was a good weekend. Uh, a good week, really, because we were busy with the studio, and I'm still working on some stuff. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it. Nice. So, so full weekend. Uh, so I did just to talk about how it's a wonderful life's going on in Sage Roots, but starting oh this gosh. Saturday, we got a pimp, a fairy tale Christmas carol being put on by Points yeah. North Theater in the Woodlands. It's twice a day on Saturday, eleven a.m. and three p.m. And uh, you definitely want to be a part of that it's for the whole family. And the price of your ticket also gets you photos with Santa that get sent to you in time to send up for your Christmas cards. Now the other thing I did over the weekend, uh, you know, our uh, friend of the station Priyanka Jory who owns Woodlands Eco Realty and Pure Much Animal Sanctuary, had her second annual Santa Paws. And it was where you brought your dogs to her place and you get they get their photos taken with Santa. And I was uh, had a lot of fun taking photos of that, photos and videos of dogs with Santa. So that was on Saturday. And then Sunday just uh, took you know family back to airports and stuff like that and tried to recover, had our Sunday matinee. And next thing I know, it's Monday, and I'm here with you. Not boring. Uh, <laughs> another thing I wanted to remind folks to another cool event we're doing here at the station is on Thursday at York Junior High School. They started doing an annual radio show, and I've gone out there and recorded it. So we're going to be out there recording uh, the Little Town of Christmas, and they're performing it live on stage. So they're kind of bumping the production. They have wire. We're doing wireless mics, and they're doing everything on Whoa. stage. So we're going to try to Facebook Live it on their Facebook page, which is the York Junior High Theater. And then, of course, Lone Star Community Radios. We're going to uh, simulcast it on our Facebook. But then we're going to replay it and all that kind of stuff over the co- the FM channels and stuff like nice. that. Nice. Well, so. we're checking the licensing agreement for uh, It's a Wonderful Life because it's the, it's the full title of it is It's a Wonderful Life, a live radio play. And it's set up like a 1946 radio broadcast. And so people can watch it and they see a lot of funny stuff happening on the stage. But if you close your eyes and just listen, it sounds like an old-style radio uh, thing. So we're checking the licensing to see if the Lone Star Radio yeah, we'll it, here at the station can, if yeah, we can legally get away with it. Yeah, we have that time slot now. So yeah. for anyone who wants to do radio plays, we have a special time slot on Sundays at 7 p.m. Sundays at 7 p.m. We're looking for writers. We're looking for directors. We're looking for voice talent. 
So but, uh, if you got any of that moxie, bring it to us. Let us know it. Um, this is Dick and Skippy at gmail dot com. Yeah. And another news: uh, the city of Conroe is the fastest growing city according to the USA Today. It's the fastest growing as well. Yeah. I know it's like the biggest growing, but so. yeah, there's an article cool on uh, look at cityofconroe dot org right on the homepage. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an article talking about it, and uh, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I don't know if that's something that a lot of people are excited about. I know people who drive on twenty fifty four one hundred five, and uh, roads like that aren't very happy about it. Because actually, that's what, what was impressive to me. I was on 105. I was heading westbound from Cleveland. And it was probably around 2.33 on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And right when we got to the outskirts of Cut and Shoot, it got trafficy. And I was like, man, where are all these people going? There's a lot of people out. And then, of course, that's traffic. Like, there's a bunch of traffic on that road. Never really driven that road while it's busy. It's horrible. I bet. I, well, I was uh, had to take my stepsister from the Woodlands to Hobby Airport. That's, that's yesterday. Easy. That's easy compared to this. Well, this is true, but I was expecting a lot worse traffic. But it was actually was pretty smooth. Now on Friday, aka Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, I had to stop in a Target to just get a couple of items for the play, a little last yeah. minute things, and I forgot that it was you know five thirty p.m. on Black Friday, and it was a zoo. In there. Did it, did it, uh, did Black Friday go off successful for people? I don't really know. I think so. You know, you got your typical cell phone videos. Well, what's strange? Of people beating each other up over something, but is consumer? Do consumers today? Do they still run off the uh, idea of like they will sell out of this item? Because yeah. it's not even that? the fear of running out. Like I remember, like Tickle Me Elmo. That oh, was the yeah. fear. Like they're they only made so many, so you had to get. You had to be there well, at no, the midnight opening. No, because there's plenty of inventory. Because the, the people realize, you know, the, the the manufacturers realized, heck, we could have tripled our our money in if only we'd made more. They just didn't know. So now there's an overglut. So it's not the fee- well, it could be a manufactured fear. Get it now! I'll act now. because well, uh, like, but I think it's wanting to be first. Well, for example, we're we want to make one of our TVs a streaming TV. And it's an old TV, so we had to buy one of those devices. Mm-hmm. And I saw that. Like a Roku stick? Yeah, like, uh-huh. so I saw the Chromecast was $25. And we have one in the studio that I really like. And it's a wonderful. The TV or the stick? The stick. Okay. $25 for the stick. And Holly mentioned, goes, you probably need to go there on Friday to go get it. To get the, for 20 I'm like, do you really have to? Like, can I just order it online and just... Mm-hmm. Not worry about it, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, I didn't even think about that." So yeah, he's like, "Go online." <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's really bizarre because it got me thinking. Like some people in their minds are like, "Oh, to get that deal, you have to be there at this time to get like because it's going to sell out." Cool. Hey, I want to give a shout out. We just crossed state lines. Uh, we got listener Tiffany listening in from Oklahoma. Okay. You know what? You know, in Oklahoma license plates it says Oklahoma is okay. You know why? Oklahomans don't know how to spell the word mediocre. And we just lost Stephanie there from Oklahoma. I'm joking. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, so I was always wondering about that. So, yeah, so kind of a full tilt, uh, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, now we're moving into Christmas. Uh, we're there. If you can, if you're seeing us live on our Facebook stream, you see Dick and I are, yeah, we're, we're in the Santa Christmas mood for the rest of the year. And then we, uh, you know, doing that kind of thing. You know, before, I've got a much I know we got to take a break because we got, we got our guests outside probably freezing. Uh, I want to tell you a little story real quick how to prevent people stealing your Amazon packages. You just buy things that aren't interesting. 
because we came home and our packages were all opened. Oh, really? But no one stole anything because all it was was uh, it was cable management stuff. Because I've been doing a lot of networking in the back, so I was Man. like, I was trying different cable management systems, <laughs> and I'm like, are all these open? And I then, gotta say that takes some. I'm trying to figure out what I can say on the air, Hootspah, to to do that because nowadays it's almost everyone's got uh, the the ring, the ring, stuff. yeah, video yeah. Uh, doorbell. Well, I just what I laughed about it was you know that one, <laughs> you know that guy or girl who that's what they were doing at the time. It's like I wonder what's in that package. I'm going to take it. And so they went over there and they opened it and they saw basically all it was was a nylon Velcro sleeve that was like, uh, I think it was about eight feet. And so that way I could just do one big cord wrap. Mm-hmm. And they probably had no idea what it was because there's zero instructions or anything. It wasn't like in a box, in a box, in a box. It was right. just that. And Man, I'm sorry you had to go through that. I, I think there's just a special place in no, Hades reserved for I people that do that. I think that's what you... I think if you live anywhere, that's what's going to be... That's the norm. Especially with Amazon delivering 24-7. That's going to be the norm. Like, if people are walking around your neighborhood, there's going to be one butthead going like, oh, I wonder what's in that package. No, I don't know if there's one in Conroe, but what happened was I was ordering some stuff from Amazon. Uh, and I'm a Prime member, so that may have something to do with it. So if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can actually select a nearby... It's called an Amazon Locker. Yeah, usually they're at like gas stations or like a Bucky's. The one near me, just a couple miles from me, is at the uh, uh, Whole Foods market. Because, you know, Amazon Prime's got that deal with Whole Foods. And so I was able to get this expensive equipment sent there. Yeah. They, they give you the code. So, people, if you're listening, if you're an Amazon Prime member, which is pretty cheap, go in to, when your checkout, go to the, have it sent to the locker, and no one will rip it off. I think it you. texts you a number or oh, something yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, the whole thing. It was really easy to High do. High tech. If you want to feel like you're being... Techie. That's yeah, a great way to feel all spiced re- refresh that feeling. We got Elizabeth West coming in the studio from the city of Conroe Parks and Rec Department. We're going to talk about the Conroe Christmas celebration, which is happening tomorrow, folks. So stay tuned. We'll be right back on Dick and Skippy. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpunk Coffee. Beanpunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com see our complete list of special events. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-647. 
3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Hey, welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the morning. You didn't like the hat? Well, I'm what the heck? 1001 on the dot. Hold on. Well, it's here, I want that's to not, that's not gonna work. My microphone. Can can you hear me? You can still hear me. See, my, my mic is all Santa email. Now nah, I'm gonna. I got a real Santa hat in the car. I'm gonna bring it in and, and just make you feel bad about your uh, life choices. Because I didn't. These aren't real Santa hats. Apparently, they're faux Santa hats. They're for other elf hats. I mean, what are you trying to tell me? Uh, don't be so cheap when you buy Santa hats. That's very true. This is true. Yeah. And you're talking to the king. I mean, of let's. Cheap let, here, hey, so. so you're telling me not to go cheap on an item that would. Probably wear once a year, and it's not really for like industrial. Oh, see, reasons. I, I spend a decent amount on the one that's now, in the I car. Now I can get it. I can understand if you were Santa Claus for a job or for volunteering somewhere. Well, you like, know, I get that because people hung, are pulling on the hat all the time. <clears throat> I hung with Santa all day on Saturday. Indeed, when we were at the uh, the the Santa Paws pet photo thing. Yeah, <laughs> Santa got blood drawn. The puppies love Santa. They were like nipping and crawling, scratching all over him. Uh, so when Santa resumed his earthly form of Sam Sigmund, he, he had a lot of uh, I believe wounds. But, I believe it. But doggies love so, I mean, Santa. Imagine being a Santa Claus. If you're Santa at least tw- ten times in a season, something's gonna happen. Like a kid's gonna pee on you or something. Oh yeah, no, this suit is. Or I snot, think it's currently or, at the. I'm Woodland surprised how they don't. They don't get sick. Like I would imagine the Santa Claus people are like doing serious steroid use and like trying to like not get sick. At I think all. it's the mall Santa industry that keeps 3M alive. You know the Scotch Guard. I mean, because I remember they got rid of that. It's like no, do not get rid of Scotch Guard. Yeah, I can imagine. And I think there's going to be a Santa here tomorrow. And to tell us more about tomorrow in downtown Conroe's celebration is Elizabeth from the Conroe Parks and Rec. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> well, if, if folks don't really know what's going on, uh, what was it like? They always did a Christmas tree lighting. Yes. But they didn't really turn into a more than like a 20-minute event. Now it is an event where people are invited to come down for, this, for the lighting. And mm-hmm. after the lighting, a lot of different things are going on around town. And then, not even that, there's another day in this month later that you actually do a big deal like during the day for yes. kids. Mm-hmm. So, Elizabeth, you ready to talk about it? Yeah. All right. So, tell me what's going on tomorrow. When do I when do I need to get here to see the tree lighting? So, tomorrow the tree lighting is taking place at Heritage Place. Uh, if you drive by, you can already see the tree there. Oh, it's giant. It's giant. <laughs> is it ginormous? It's well, yeah, I would call it ginormous. How tall is it? It's like it's got to be 
20 30 feet yeah that's tall Plus. Okay. Is that ginormous? Uh, so tomorrow the tree it's lighting. ginormous, it counts. Um, we'll, we'll start at about 6 o'clock with um, some singing of uh, elementary school choirs and just some Christmas music. And then the actual tr- lighting of the tree with the ceremony with the mayor. And uh, we'll probably start at 6.30. Okay. Be nice and dark um, at that point. Yes. Uh, That's right. The time change. I always forget that. Well, we're then, back to normal. Directly following that, Christmas on Main Street um, that the downtown merchants have been doing the last few years, mm-hmm. uh, that'll take place 7 to 8.30 yeah, see, at Founders awesome. Plaza and then the, it, So what people want to know what that is, basically we all challenge each other with our front windows on Main Street to decorate them. Mm-hmm. And this was something where it was like, oh, I'll just participate and I'll, I'll do just a little bit. And then you start seeing what everyone else is doing, and I'm like, man, they really wanted to win. Because you can come down here, folks, and you get to vote. They give you, like, a chip. Yeah, they'll be tokens. Yeah, little uh, tokens mm-hmm. you deposit. Right. So come to Lone Star Community Radio and put all your chips in our window. Is, is this where even I'm going to... Even though it's just lights and a snowflake. I didn't, We don't really have, like, things to sell here, so I didn't really know what to do. I'm telling you, I'm going to put on a Garfield, Garfield. Co- costume with suction cups on my why hands not, and feet why and not stick myself a in the window. Why not because everyone's got the Garfield, but I can see them making a Christmas version of it, like with the Grinch and the sand. The you, Santa you point me one, you take a photo of a car with a Grinch one, and I'll do the Grinch instead of Garfield. Or would you do the dog from the Grinch? Oh yeah, the little because he's always holding on for dear life. Am I right about that? Do I remember? I haven't yeah. seen that stuff in a long time. I still got so, the allergies going, so I can sing it. You know, let me ask you this: uh, Y'all have seen the Grinch with Jim Carrey, right? No. Y'all haven't seen that? No. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. I well, know. then there goes well, that that thing. Sorry. I mean, I'm presuming it follows the plot loosely. Well, no, the, I was listening to uh, Rick Baker, who's a costume uh, yes. costume makeup dude, and he was wor- he worked on it, and the studio told them, like, no, we want to see Jim Carrey's face. We don't want the Grinch face. We want Jim Carrey's face. And then he's like, why would you, anyone want to stare at Jim Carrey's green face the whole time? Like, isn't the Grinch supposed to look like a kind of yeah, like... Yeah, say, if uh, you want to watch Jim Carrey's green face, just watch The Mask and have it over with. Yeah. And... Rick Baker, he got his start, actually got his original start in the 70s doing a little haunted house in his garage mm-hmm. for kids. And, and he uh, perfected his makeup expertise. And then he got into, like, an American Werewolf in London. That was his big he was twenty. Breakout. He was, like, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And very interesting. Side story. Side story. Sorry, Elizabeth. <laughs> they were going down a rabbit uh, hole. So when people come, where do they need to park for the Christmas celebration? Because that's my number one. When I have kids and I have to like you know lug them around everywhere. Yeah, that well the Christmas celebration. So that's going to be on December fourteenth. Okay, um, eleven to four, and uh, the only streets that we have closed is just going to be right there in front of Heritage Place. Okay, so Simonton so li- and San Jacinto. Just to clarify for folks, there's two days downtown's doing cool stuff for right. Christmas. It's tomorrow. tomorrow for the Christmas tree line at six thirty, and then you can wander weeks. around downtown. Come to Main Street. There's going to be a lot of little things going on, mm-hmm. and then in two weeks, you're doing a like full blown. Yeah, all day. All day Christmas, Christmas celebration. Festival. Okay. And so let's talk about that. That's on the 14th mm-hmm. from 11 to 4. Correct. And what it's free for everybody. It's free. And then they have, uh, I'm looking up right here, we got a live nativity scene. There you go, Garfield. Garfield could be there at the live nativity scene. I'm going to make him one of the magi. You can be, be well, Balthazar. Be the sheep or whatever. 
and you speed on okay live nativity scene Liz, tell me is this when they just like hold still or do they act it out oh no they they act it out every uh um, oh man i thought it was like they stay i, I believe every 30 and minutes freeze. well huh? they'll have a sign letting you know what time okay so it's a live it's like a play yes all right, cool. Well, that's where plays came from. They were originally called passion plays. The Vineyard Church, they volunteer every year. Oh, okay. And do that for us. They don't stand still for the whole time. That's no, what I thought. No. I was like, that's commitment right well, there. Well, uh, I know that the Woodlands Boys Choir every year at the Hope Point Anglican Church, they take part of this thing where it's a lot of the, the tableaus where they'll show the original painting on the screen and beneath it on the stage they'll have a frozen person duplication of it. It's way oh. cool. That's really weird. Yeah. Uh, hey, and, you know what just went international? Quote. We got someone from England listening to us. Right I don't now. doubt it. We're really important. Yeah, so, hello, hey, hey, you got plenty of time, England people, to get on an airplane and come to Conroe for tomorrow's Christmas. Yeah, because we're six hours behind. Yeah, so yeah, I think they make it. So in you time. could technically take off and land at the same time. Yeah, you yeah. can make it for the Conroe Christmas celebration. Uh, okay, that's the big one. So on the fourteenth, yeah. that if you have children and stuff, come to both because. Yeah. What I like about uh, tomorrow's deal, it's quick. It can be quick for you, mm-hmm. so it's fun to get out of the house, move around for thirty minutes, and then you can go home. But the, on the fourteenth, that's when you need to come hungry, come ready to have fun because there's gonna be food there, right? Yeah, we'll have food vendors, um, regular vendors. We have over twenty vendors um, selling all kinds of handmade goods and um, different products. We and have two rides, real snow hills. Snow hills. And it is all free, uh, of course, concessions. Now, do the snow hills ever turn into snow fights? No. <laughs> it's Why not? like packed snow so that you can slide down. No, we can pack it. So. <laughs> Just oh, wait. Bring some, bring some okay. water and turn them into slush balls. Oh, man, that'd be great. And right. then uh, I'm looking at camel rides, too. What's, what's that all about? Yeah, wait, what? We do have camel rides, petting zoo, pony rides. And uh, we can't forget there's also the parade that takes place at 1 p.m. Yeah, the, that day. See, every time that happens... Are these the camels part of the nativity thing? No, it's okay. separate. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. The Kiwana Club, the Kiwanas. Kiwanis. Kiwanis. Yes. They do a parade. They do a parade. And I always felt it was really random. But no, it's not. They do it every time. And they, they, they do it with a Christmas celebration. It's like, I remember coming down for the Christmas celebration. And I'm like, why is there a parade going on like right over there? And like, what's going on here? But that's what it is. So what time does that parade start? The parade starts at 1, and yeah. it'll be wrapped up. It uh, should be by 2.30. They've got close to 100 entries. Nice. Yeah. And the, for folks who come downtown uh, for these events, Conroe, our Bean Punk Coffee will be open. They're one of our sponsors. Got to give them a shout-out for your – I think they have hot cocoa and all that stuff now. Like They're, they're cranking sure it out. So what what what's the what's the cocoa scene on the Christmas tree lighting? Cause it's gonna be kind of cold. Well, we will have um, some free cocoa. Oh really? Uh, first come, first serve. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm sure the downtown merchants throughout downtown. Well, we'll be doing different things. Doing I know we have a Santa Claus. I know they're doing Santa at uh, the Santa jewelry Claus, store. The Santa Claus. No, there's like no. I we got an email going. Only one person can have a Santa Claus. You could be. Is it Santa? Nate? Like someone, someone has the monopoly on on Santa Claus tomorrow night, and he's got to hit all these spots. Sorry, kids, can't stay. No, he's that one. Like it, it was weird. It's like a mafia move. They're like, no one else can do this, or else. Mm-hmm. Dot, 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 wow. Dot. So yeah, throughout downtown, they're gonna um, the different merchants. I'm sure will be giving out cocoa, wassail. Well, I think what I heard through the grapevine is we have a great place that makes custom fire pits. Behind us, mm-hmm. and the I won't say the name because it's because uh, they're not a sponsor because they're cheap. No, it's they just have a, a an appropriate name for the radio, but it's uh, 
They're they're really good. Wait, what's the name of this place now? It just starts. It's just a bad word. Just whispered in my ear. But they're so cool. It's like a very positive name because they're so bad. Like Seventh Circle uh, of Cthulhu Hell. Yeah. Well, they're Fire teaming pits. up. They're teaming up with. Uh, they're supposed to. I mean, this is what I want. This is what I heard, folks. They're teaming up with Pacific Yard House and they're setting up s'more camps. Right here on the corner, right here. Nice. I'm at Caffin, Maine. So there's gonna be little grills of s'more camps. And, s'mores. Uh, I had s'mores this weekend. I haven't had s'more in a while. It was worth it. You know, s'mores is one of the few things that separates us from the monkeys. You know what makes s'mores ten times better? And I, f- I found this out. Booze. Gingerbread. Peanut butter. <laughs> well, like fresh gingerbread. I think we're all correct in this. <laughs> Peanut butter too, but I mean, because like, I don't <coughs> like booze. the crunch. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you had soft bread, it's so much easier to like to control. Because when you're just doing graham cracker, it just, just falls apart. And you, gotcha. got, you got a hot flaming marshmallow on I want to do a gingerbread Nakatomi Plaza for Christmas yeah. this year. Yeah, I'll, I want to go to the professional gingerbread house competitions. Because I can see some people having some Do we have talent. one close by? Are I you imagine. guys going to have that? Okay, <laughs> no. put that on the you calendar. Know, you know that year. about Elizabeth? That's what she does for her spare time. She's like a YouTuber for <laughs> gingerbread building, you know? I, I did not know this. And ironically, neither did Elizabeth. I'll add that. Maybe we can... Be something we can add. How? Yeah. how oh, that was me. Uh-oh. Don't worry about that. My my <laughs> window. My my window studio is falling apart. Uh, paging Holly to come fix it. Uh, so we, when we build gingerbread houses, you're already good at it. Me? Yeah. <laughs> you're so cute when you suggest that. No, I'm terrible at building. You're... I'm more of an idea guy. Okay. I surround myself by people way more talented than I do. Then I just let them do the hard work and take all the credit. That's why I'm a director. Well, when I make them, I try to make them where I want to eat them. So, like, I don't overdo it because I know, like, hey, if, if I'm building this, I have to eat this. So let's put everything I would like and I can actually see myself eating instead of putting 1,000 gumdrops on the roof. Like, no one's going to eat that. Like, that's that's too much. <laughs> that's too much. Hmm. So you know, It's never too much. No? You guys? You don't? No. Do you guys not like having fun? Like, y'all, I bet y'all don't carve pumpkins either. I do. Okay. I tried doing the whole, you know, the template and trying to get the whole 3D effect thing going. It just ended up being a pumpkin, you know, with stuff carved on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can get better. Just keep trying. Yeah. Well, well, I need to start small. I need to get those little bitty, you know, mini gourds there. And well, the, e- the easiest one you can do is do the pumpkin throwing up. That's like the easiest one to do because you don't have to do the teeth at all. You just do a hole and just pull the guts out and there you go. You don't have to do like, man. All right. Well, cool. Was there anything else you want to talk about, Elizabeth, with it? No, I mean, well, tree, lighting, about... tree lighting's tomorrow, so come on out and is that stick like, around for the Christmas on It's a full-on countdown, too. Yeah, we do have a There's countdown. There's a countdown, you push the button, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I remember going, Flip and I was like, yeah, it was really cool. It's a very big tree. Mm-hmm. And uh, why why is a Christmas tree lighting a thing? Well, if you want to go back curious, to the like, original pagan holiday of Yule, you would light a f- tree to celebrate like the, the winter or something? Yeah, the the surviving the, the winter and the, and the turning of the new year. So okay, always cu- I was always curious about that because one thing that I liked about the current mayor is he made a big push for this. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, hey, let's get together as a community and do this. And I was always wondering, like, why do I light a tree? But then again, I remember those times when my family and like and while we're doing the tree, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like we wouldn't just like test the lights. Like we wait till everything's up. And then we plug it in. I'm like, oh man, that's great. See, we couldn't so, do that in my day because we had the. You didn't have electricity were, back then. Yeah. Well, once they discovered electricity, you know, when Franklin finally did his thing with the kite, uh, I can't remember if it's parallel or series, uh, which is if one light goes out, they all go out, mm-hmm. and so you'd never be. So we had to have the tester bulb. So we'd have to do that before 
We strung because God help you if you strung a tree. And oh, we don't care. We're risk takers in our family. Man, you're a rebel. Yeah, plus there's six of us to fix it. So, oh, there you go. I mean, we weren't short of hard labor. There you go. Workers. Well, what other things does Parks and Rec do throughout the year? I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that it's more than just like Christmas time. You guys come out like the Groundhog. You do other things, right? Oh yeah, we've got a event for. Every holiday, they have really? a they have a really yeah. cool book. She brought it. Actually, did, show that yeah. camera right to your left, right there. It's called yeah. the Playbook. And if you're if you live in the Conroe area, you can. There's a digital version of this. Just go to cityofconroe.org. I'll, I'll give it back. Basically, that book has every single thing you'd ever want to do with family with you. And they have there's adult things, there's are, kids things, there's family things. Are we it. on video? Yeah, you're on video, dude. Okay. Just checking. I think so. <laughs> Our new edition will be coming out. Uh, hopefully, we have it to pass out tomorrow at the tree lighting. Awesome! Yeah, because that be our spring because they basically have all their classes in it, mm-hmm. but uh, then additional to like the seasonal things. Right. So I mean, you can plan your like. You, I saw I was telling my my wife, I was like, well, you you know what? If you're ever looking, if you're bored in Conroe, here, look at this, because mm-hmm. it gives you and it's all free. Most of it's free. Uh huh. So my favorite color. Yeah. So come tomorrow. Yeah, three, tomorrow's so, free, and then the Conroe Christmas celebration on the fourteenth. Fourteenth, yeah. Saturday. Yes. That, that's awesome. Free. What's your favorite Denver? event? Because you've been there for what? Four years? No. No. Ten years? Thirty? <laughs> well, how long does it feel? All seven. How long does it feel? It only feels like forty-two. Yeah. Uh, so, what would you say being there and doing the parks and rec? What's your favorite event? Um, I I like all of them. <laughs> uh, I think the kids fest. That's oh, our, Kids that's Fest our is good. Biggest yeah. event. I also really enjoy the Daddy Daughter Dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one will be coming up. It's on February twenty second. Cool. Unfortunately, yeah. my daughter is now too cool. She's about to be yeah. eighteen. So those. those is there an age limit for that? Um, right. This year we actually left the age limit off. Oh, cool. Um, but. Seven fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. I think. They, the daughters decide on their own when they don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, so. it's right around the same time. They don't want dad hanging out with trick-or-treating anymore. Right. So just just take that knife and carve my heart out Yeah, and carve a pumpkin with it. Cause... Oh, you know, <sighs> I, I wanted to remind you, because we were talking about uh, during trick-or-treating, you know, what's old, too old, you know, mm-hmm. to trick-or-treat. One guy, what he did to solve that, he basically bought a pinata of Spider-Man and, like, a standing one uh-huh. and then put a fake... I put a bag in their hand, and so when he rang the doorbell, he put it down, looking like it was a kid. So they put candy, and then he picked up the pinata and walked off. <laughs> okay. So that, you know, that works, right? Well, fortunately, well, yeah, well, I'm so short that I just need to put on a Charlie if Brown. you just wear a costume. Yeah, yeah. I just put a sheet over me like Charlie Brown, and they'll just assume I'm, you know. That's true, I guess. Well, one thing, uh, to, you know, to remind folks what's going on tomorrow, Christmas tree lighting starting at 630 in downtown Conroe at Heritage Place. And then on the 14th of December, another free event uh, happening pretty much all day uh, from 11 to 4 is the Christmas uh, celebration, which is uh, family-friendly. They have food there, camels, nativity scenes. uh, Face painting. Face painting. I usually try to get my face painted every time. I'll paint your face. So, well, I don't, that's weird to volunteer like that. No, I would be happy to, really. Let me. You just said that you're an idea guy. I know, and I have an idea so, for your face. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. So more information can be found at cityofconroe.org. Elizabeth, or the Facebook thank, page. Yeah, and the Facebook page, yeah. City of Conroe. We, we kind of we posted all that to our uh, live stream right now. So if you want to find more information about both of those events. And thank you so much for coming in. Yes, thanks for having me. It's good to see you. On short notice, she, she didn't know she's coming in. 
to probably I want to say an hour ago. Probably. Well, we appreciate it. Thanks for doing your due diligence and not being too scared of us when you came in. So yeah, so, it's a great event, and we wish you luck putting it on. Yes. And if you want to send her a thank you, visit cityconro.org, Parks and Rec. She puts on a lot of these events, and uh, again, they're free. Most of these events are free for your family. Parking downtown isn't too much of an issue. You got jury parking, uh, garage, or parking. I wish does it cost money to park there? Wow, they just take away every excuse you have not to show up here. There's a parking garage. What is it on Simonton? Is it access? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. If well, you don't make it, you're coo- uncool. Yeah, there you go, guys. So uh, you're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We'll be right back after this sponsored break. Thanks for tuning in. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpunk Coffee. Beanpunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com you see our complete list of special events. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information, Extension Programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. Helping Texans make their lives better. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KCCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com.
Hey, welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the morning. 1024 on the dot. We've got some uh, good conversations happening on the air, off the air. Welcome, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, so Dick and I were talking about the air. So one of our listeners today, because, you know, we went international, mm-hmm. is a former British pop star. That's right. Um, uh, Barbara Pope. Once you're um, a I'm pop star, you're, you're yeah, always you're a always, pop star. It's like a Marine. Once, you, once you're in, you're, yeah. you're always in. But um, we're going to not only uh, in a, a future episode, like play some of her music, Barb, if you're still listening, we want to try and get you to Skype in and you can give us the perspective of being a a, uh, a singer uh, who charted on the British charts back in the day. And we can also talk, just reminisce about the old times. This is someone I knew many, many years ago. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so hopefully she's still listening and knows what we're planning. Always planning something. but uh, Always plotting but yeah. something, you mean. So we're here till 11 o'clock. We got any, you got anything you want to talk about? Yeah, a couple of things happened uh, over the last few days. Uh, one was, this, uh, you know, on um, on Thanksgiving, Colin Kaepernick did a kind of an unThanksgiving thing, kind of a a moan fest, I guess is the best way to to describe it. He's still protesting, being vocal. Really? I haven't seen anything about this. Well, because he had a second um, tryout thing. This one didn't quite make as much news because it wasn't. Y- Wait, you know, what? He had a second tryout situation. But I remember the first one of a couple of weeks ago yeah. where he, he shut it down. That's what got it on the news. Unfortunately for Colin, and, and I'm not being facetious when I say this, uh, no one, yeah, even Detroit, who apparently really is aching for some quality players, uh, is is taking him up on his offer of, hey, I'm available for being hired. And... I, I'm, again, I'm not being facetious when I say this. I'm not a fan of the football protests, but I recognize their right to do so. But I also recognize that, you know, if you don't do the job you're supposed to do, you can be fired or, you know, you can't complain if people take exception to it, I guess, into a protest. I guess what I'm saying. Kaepernick to me, unfortunately, is rapidly turning into a, a caricature of himself. And any headway he may have made at the beginning of protest, I feel it's being taken away by uh, needless grandstanding. Well, I think it, well, this, is, this, also, this happens a lot with people who have an opportunity to make a change. And what happens a lot is there's enough time to really show what the intentions are. Mm-hmm. And I think this guy's been around long enough where people are, he's not, because the kneeling was like not, a year and a half ago. He's wasn't not it? progressing with it. Exactly. He's and not, he's not doing something internally where he's starting. Like you say, I know he started foundations and things like those are the things you be okay with seeing in the news. Like, Oh, he's still continuing the fight. But no one knows because it's these, you know, I'm going to call a practice or a tryout session and then change it and get on the, and but tell now, people I'm a slave. I mean, and the, and so that's what I'm saying. Whereas I don't agree with what Kaepernick has been doing, I respect his right to do so. And my hope for him is that the shenanigans stop if he wants to be taken seriously as a football player and as a as a I don't want to use the word influencer, but as someone who can actually affect social change. Um, and I think it's being my point's kind of being proven. By the fact that there's not a single NFL team that's made a you know an offer to him after two 
tryout sessions now. So hopefully, well, I, what's interesting this will to, turn around. What's interesting too is the history of the NFL, how they react to what I would say is just like you know internal drama when the public sees a certain thing, kind of like when Michael Vick with the dog stuff. Where it's not part of the game. Okay, no, it's that's just, yeah. That's it's just kind of like, oh, we can't really control this stuff. How do we not? How do we control it? But see, the and, NFL thing with Michael Vick, if I may, that is another in the long string of the wrong people being honored. You know, all the way back from from Roman Polanski to Mike Tyson. Yeah. To, you know, now it's Michael Vick. People, go back to well, see what he did to those well, dogs. That's what I'm saying. I think that they're learning from those things. They're like, you know what? We shouldn't touch this anymore. We're not gonna. But they are doing it. This last week was all about them honoring, trying to position Michael Vick to a position of being honored. When? <clears throat> this last week, that's how it got in like the, the Hall of Fame. What not, are you talking about? not a Hall of Fame thing, but no, Michael Vick. He made the headlines that. I, oh Lord, uh, some people were talking about it on Facebook, and unfortunately, I didn't write down any notes on it. Because I know you returned to the NFL afterwards. Uh huh. So, and if, that's what I thought you meant by honoring it. It was like, you know, they gave him another try. No, no, no. It's like this last week. Hold on. Let me see if I can find out. But I think people don't believe this guy, the Colin Kaepernick, anymore. I, don't, I think he lost the gas that got him going and got people moving and, you know, being excited about him. I don't think people are excited about it anymore. He's just going to be. Yeah, see, the NFL honored Michael Vick. At the, uh, they're going to honor Michael Vick at the 2020 Pro Bowl, uh, the NFL is. Uh, here you go. Leading Rhode Island animal rights activists are calling out the National Football League for honoring former league quarterback Michael Vick as one of its 2020 Pro Bowl legends captains. On the 26th, the NFL announced that Pro Bowl Hall of Famers, um, Terrell Davis, or Terrell Davis, Daryl Green, and Bruce Smith, and NFL and quote NFL legend and quote Michael Vick will serve as 2020 Pro Bowl legends captains, and people, a lot of people are taking exception to that. And again, to me, that's lights in a long string. Why are we recognizing? You know, yeah, he paid his debt well, to society, and I get what's that. I, well, not even that. It's more of who thought it would be a good idea out of all the people you could have picked. That's my point. Surely there was I someone mean, else. You can figure that out. I mean, like. I, that that's what's kind of strange to me because you, you the people who pull the strings you, sometimes you're like is anybody even home, you know is anybody even really working up there? Yeah. Or, and I have a couple of points down the line, a couple of other headlines I want to talk about that really throw that in sharp relief. But definitely with this Michael because you know thing. like especially with the Google machine and stuff they're like the you, Googles. Well, you just, you just don't know really who's pulling the strings, and a lot of the stuff they do like it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like what I read about people getting removed and. Like the Twitter stuff, like what gets you banned, what doesn't get you banned, mm-hmm. and you know most of the time, what it turns out to be is some computer glitch where the computer is deciding it. Yeah, and you the, choose the wrong word or series. Yeah, and of the words. computer didn't like it, and then they have a human review. But there are so many tweets every day and all that kind of stuff. There's no way you can get all, like all these humans right. to like fact check everything. But I don't. I mean, I, that kind of stuff to me blows my mind. And I, you because know, sometimes an organization can think, "Oh, we're too big to fail." Like, it doesn't really matter what we do. We can make these decisions. Kind of like, uh, you know, the, the publicly email thing with the DNC. Like, it's kind of amazing to me where they had this email dump with all this internal communication. And then, like, no one really did anything. Like, Donna Brazil didn't really get in trouble. And then, like, she got caught giving the ant- the questions mm-hmm. ahead of time. And she's still, she's get hired on news organizations. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, man, okay. Nothing's really going to be happening. You're too big. Like, 
And because NFL probably thinks I'm frequent, that too. I'm frequently accused of being leaning one way or the other. I will also add to that mix, like you have Mark Furman, who is now a celebrated Fox News pundit, and this is a guy that committed perjury on this. He, he was single handedly responsible. Well, he and Marsha Clark were responsible for getting OJ off the hook for the Goldman murders, mm-hmm. Goldman Simpson murders, because he just flat out perjured himself on the stand, and now he's a revered. Um, Fox News. Yeah. So yeah, it goes both ways, people. I don't. I, I'm just. I, no, I'm just. It's old hat. I'm to not cure. worried about you know political bias or whatever. I'm just talking about right. just kind of like I'm calling out this stupidity just across the the board here. And that's probably. And I think they're smart by not playing Kaepernick's games because again, he's lost. Like I, I bet he could have controlled it. I bet he could control the scenario if he did more positive outreach than negative. Outreach, or even the negative outreach like, was don't play the blame game. Play the let's pro, let's but, make it better. Uh, game. You could even affect change by playing the blame game, but not well. You guys hate me, or because that's the thing. When he started saying, you know, the first round of no one was picking him up, he's like, well, that's because you know, white privilege or whatever. Yeah. It's like, no, you're not that good a quarterback. Up your game or up your social outreach. You know, become a spokesman. And he's just been kind of floundering on that. So I, I feel for that because I really feel change could have been made for the better. I, I, I truly do. Uh, shifting gears a notch, you know, you know Pete Davidson, the uh, the comedian on Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I have no real opinion of him one way or the other. Uh, I think the, the most I knew about him was when he cracked a joke again about um, yeah, Crenshaw. The, yeah. And then I didn't think that was Crenshaw. that big of a deal. Well, Crenshaw came on the next episode, and it was it was very nicely handled. I remember talking about it on the air saying it was very nicely handled by everyone involved. That you know, yeah. David. But now Davidson is is in Australia, and he's forcing people. Anyone who buys a ticket to his show has to sign a one million dollar non disclosure agreement, saying that not only can you not record anything, you know, bring in a camera or a phone or something. But you can't post literally anything about the show on social media. Like he's funny, he's not funny, and if you do, you're uh, subject to a, up to a million dollars in fines and legal fees. And that's one way to. And if you butt. don't sign this NDA, you're not. You get a refund on your ticket. You're not allowed in. No, at least you get a refund. Well, you get the refund. This is true. So, well, you know that's a that's a huge. He's issue. He's in his right to do it. Yeah, but he, the, I know that's a huge issue with comedians. Like they even have those bags now where you, like you have you seen this where you, if you go to a show they give you a bag they put your phone in and they lock the bag mm-hmm. and if you want it unlocked you have to go like outside and get it unlocked. And I know that's, I'm all for that. Well, I mean, it, it. But if it's a crappy show, I should be able to go on the internet and say this was a crappy show. Yeah, I mean, also you're going to deal with someone puts that kind of stuff out there. It's going to get challenged one way or another, and I doubt I doubt someone's going to pursue the people that they say it was crappy. I think it was more for people who take videos and then they post it online, going, "Look what this joke isn't this horrible." Then that's and, where it should have stopped by saying that no, literally nothing could be posted about the show. So. Whether it's praising or anything that, yeah, and he would have search algorithms to to knock it down, and so it's not as if you recorded the show. I mean, this sounds more of like a a stunt. Well, that's what I'm saying. So. But if it's a stunt, that's again, Pete. If this was for real, you need to rethink it because I don't think can your you comedy imagine, is worth a million. But if it's a always, stunt, it's going to blow up. Can you imagine any type of like arena facility having that kind of stuff on their tickets? Because you know, like the Major League Baseball and like hockey, like you know, when you buy a ticket. 
it's supposed to say somewhere where like you know you're yourself or putting yourself in danger of a, mm-hmm. a ball or whatever and no one ever reads that like no one knows that like and that, they even do it at the bowling alley I didn't even notice it. Like, well, when, every warning label so, is because of a lawsuit. You yeah, know that. and it's just funny because you don't really think about it. But mm-hmm. I can, like, I can see movie theaters doing that because you know they want to protect people from filming. It's like, hey, if we catch you, that find out you're filming. In this. Yeah, but this is like the movie theater saying, not only can you not film, but you can't go on Facebook afterward and say, "OMG, what a great movie." That that's what Davison's doing, and, and so I've just well, that makes it a political sign because why would he not want people to go on there going? Hey, go see his show. It's so good. Oh, because you're taking a chance on people going saying, don't see his show. It's so bad. Nah, I think you're a little reacting to it. You think know. so? Yeah. This is the I first time in history this has ever been done. I don't think. So, I mean, I'm having a reaction to it because it ha- it's not the norm. This is not normal. I mean, I think uh, reading it says the NDA, the signer cannot give away any interviews, opinions, or critiques about it in any form whatsoever, including blogs, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, it's totally a that's a stunt. I don't know because I know, I imagine comedians are always trying to find a way to protect their craft. Because hmm. I know that's I know that's been an issue. Like it recently happened with uh, C- uh, Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. where he was going back out there doing his circuit, and someone filmed him, and it was just a short. It was a clip of a joke he had, and it was a it was. He's, you know, he's a, a, a comedian, so he's going to say offensive things. Mm-hmm. And so someone posted it, and everyone freaked out about him because it's like, it's a joke he's working on. I think it was about Auschwitz or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> speaking of which, no, it's about the Parkland shooter kids. Okay, speaking of which, you heard that Amazon is selling Christmas ornaments with pictures of Auschwitz on it. That I, again, Surely yeah, somewhere, yeah, somewhere between, hey, I got this idea and mass production, there was, had to have been someone going, maybe this isn't such a good idea. I mean, is it something slipped through the cracks? That's one thing I love about, you were telling me about that Newsweek writer. Well, I want to talk about this because this really incensed me. Who and basically said that uh, Donald Trump was A Thursday article. Golfing. Yeah, Newsweek produced a 30, uh, uh, Thanksgiving article on Thursday, and it said... How did President Trump spend his uh, how, uh, Thanksgiving? Uh, golfing and tweeting. While in reality, Trump landed in Afghanistan in an ultra-secret surprise. Obviously, it had to be secret for, for safety reasons. Newsweek immediately said, oh, it's the reporter's fault and fired the reporter, but still kept the article up for like several hours after that. The reporter finally fought back going, I did exactly... What the editors told me to do, I filed my story on Wednesday and was basically told to say that. And so she is fighting back. But it incenses me that this is just, it's its well, normal. It's a flat-out Newsweek, flat-out, a day before, the, the, just the assumption, 24 hours before Thanksgiving, f- have the story now, filed. See, what I can see, I can see what happened was they did a little research, because I imagine you can see the itinerary of the president at one point, the public one. And it probably said that he's going to spend it with family in his Florida, whatever. And then the secret, sir, the secret Afghanistan was probably planned, but no one's there can tell everybody that because that's from what I understand. The president, when they go into a war, a previous war zone, it has to be like X amount of months. Yeah, no, or this, yeah, like this that. was like, that's what I'm saying. And of course, they had to do it, but 
that again, that's my point. This is I not see no a, problem with it. This is not an anti. I see no problem with it. This is not that this is anti-Trump or they anything. They probably just looked it up and they saw he was going down there and they go, you know what he does? He golfs and no. and in tweets when he's down there. I think you're being way too blasé about this. That a day before the actual event, a Newsweek. This isn't the you know Herald Dispatch of Hackensack, Sack, New Jersey. This is Newsweek magazine, who prides themselves on we provide up to the you know up to the date stuff. The day before had a story filed. And sat on it for 24 hours and then just produced it. Oh. I don't think, I think those news organizations, again, they, they think it's too big. Like, they don't, they're not, they're not afraid of any yeah, consequences of, you know, Well, there are no consequences, and that just incenses me. Besides the fact that long-term people are just going to get tired of it. Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm crossing Newsweek so, off I mean, my list of, of legitimate news sources that... I mean, do you subscribe to them? Are you even no, one of their audiences? No, when I, so when I, matter? no, when I input news, Dick, I... Take it from multiple sources. I don't just go to one. I go to six or seven every morning. I try to find out what's going on because somewhere in the middle of all that's the truth. Yeah. Or reality or as close to reality as you can somewhere. get. Somewhere. But that is just Newsweek just, oh, yeah, we fired her. But you're the one that told her to write this article and to file it a day early. And, and so I'm just... No, that's not a moment to be blasé. That's a moment to where, in the old days, Newsweek would have been canceled at that moment. Because this is a news—it's not an entertainment man. If people had done it, I can I can deal with that. I'm used to it. If a comedian had done it, you know, on a stand-up stage, yeah, I guess what's he doing now? I, I, it's part of just everyday America now. I get it. But not from a, quote, legitimate, unquote, news source. That just ticks me off to no end. It didn't bother me. Yeah, no. Well, but I'm bothered enough for the both of us. So, but on a slightly lighter note. <laughs> well, I mean, what's interesting to me about that is, that, like, I'm kind of curious to see the Covington. Uh, what's that kid? Is it Covington? Was well, that kid who wore the MAGA oh, hat at uh, the Scott? What's his name? Yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, I'm curious to see what really is produced by the courts when he's suing the newspapers and people like that for doing what they did. And and like, because that to me is a great example of technology really beating out what has been built as journalistic integrity. Because now everyone, instead of going with a two source philosophy, now it's like, can I get my phone on Twitter fast enough so I can tweet it real quick? And that well, that's what it resulted is this kid got bombarded, mm-hmm. and that one simple video that no one looked at the account was from. That's what's so bizarre to me. Was like it wasn't even like an account of like one of the kids or somebody that was there. It was just some random person put a video up, and it got shared within you know four hours. It was on national television, and no one goes, "Hey, where's the whole video? Like, wh- who who's this person that tweeted this? Like, yep. like what's going on here?" Well, Dick, you you just use the phrase journalistic integrity, and I'm going to latch on that for a second. I ask anyone, and again, I'm not being facetious. Give me one example nowadays. One news source left that can you can actually say has integrity in the journalistic integrity. The only sense. thing I can think of is a Wall Street Journal, because I don't really think they do news primarily. They do more business, so they have to do things in a certain way to be factual because I mean, they're talking about money. They're give me about, one news. Does anchor. that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I get it. But give me one news anchor or one source, and I'll look into Wall Street Journal because you know, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. TMZ. 
But in the old days, I mean, we had Moro, we had Cronkite. You know, we had some lions that, even though they well, were human, we they were trustworthy for the most part. Yeah. You know, they were trusted news sources. When the Washington Post originally, would, you know, ran the Watergate thing, you know, with Woodward and Bernstein, these are two gentlemen who did it as good as they could, you, you know, with the deep throat, with the situation. And remember, they knew who deep throat was, so they knew that it was someone high up, relatively high up in well, no, government. I, I think the, the main issue, especially with it, the flow of information, is we're getting used to the social media reach. We're getting used to it, so we don't really know, especially if you... I love listening to, like, a, the Mark Zuckerbergs and stuff talk about the personal responsibility they have over controlling the content on their platforms. And it just reminds me of a dude who's like, who's part of the D and D group, who's overpowered. Like he wants to control everything. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, especially the user, the most important person to this whole thing, they're going to start going somewhere else. They're going to start paying attention to another but thing. But that's what I'm saying. Where to go? I've run out of legitimate news sources that I can trust without having to look at three other sources to confirm what they're saying is even true. Well, I mean, I don't know why you would want to just go to one. No, I don't. But what I'm saying is. I have to now, at least in days gone by, something could pop up on the AP wire or on CNN or on Fox or NBC or the local channel 13 news. I don't care anywhere. And you can get a sense of, okay, let me confirm this by another news source, but I could take it at face value for the most part. Now it's literally everything that's posted by any news source. I immediately have to go into Google, which I can't trust. And deep dive into well, other my, well, sources. Well, my biggest deal with the current flow of news, it's like, it, it's not, I don't even look at it as news. I look at, okay, what perspective are they looking at this at? Because most, even any news story, I'm kind of like, oh, I bet there's like a real, there's another side to the story, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like something else is going on, and, you know, nine times out of ten, the person writing this is just trying to write it and get it out. Instead of letting things develop and figuring it out, and that's kind of like why I like more news reporting than actual like uh, breaking news. Because mm-hmm. like the news reporting thing to me is is really interesting when they put everything together and they release a report. And so it's been working for ten months. And like, and again, hey, I take it back to what the, the, the Watergate break. So that way you can actually really understand what's happening. And instead of like, oh, I really want to go on Twitter and just say my opinion real quick, and this is what I was sitting there next to him. Can you believe he said it like this? Mm-hmm. That's how I interpreted it. But I, I don't know if they're like, for example, is the Boston Globe still doing the spotlight stuff? I don't know because that to me is like that's journalistic reporting because they're doing something and they're doing as much research as possible and they write a report about it. I will look into that because if indeed they're doing that, I will give them a little bit more of my well, that's time. What I'm saying, like that's what I think. If any news organization is going to start doing long term thinking or long term strategy thinking, it's like let's create a report, like an investigation reporting, and that'll be the section of our paper that people will really respect. Instead of doing like Cron.com and HoustonChronicle.com, it's kind of mm-hmm. like well, let's not confuse people. Well, then I'll iterate my original question without being, you know, not being facetious again. Someone send me what, you know, if you can name me what you view as a news source or person that has, quote, journalistic integrity, I well, would not hear about it. I wouldn't say any of the 24-7 news cycles. I would not say any of that. But who's left? But realistically, I don't know. I, I mean, don't, literally, I'm who's not, left? But I'm also not searching for that. I am. So that's, that's the old generation. I know. Okay, millennial. So, are you a millennial? Yeah. Or are you Gen X? I'm Gen Xer. Are you Gen Xer? I'm the first year of Gen X. So. So I'm right there on the cusp. 
But no, I, I don't I don't think people are, are looking for that. And they also don't have it in their habit of sitting down and watching Walter Cronkite at, you know, 8 p.m. or whatever and really looking forward to it. Now what happens is we're expecting it to be delivered to us. Mm-hmm. So if Walter had a really good report on Sunday, on Thursday my mom will send it to me. I have to say in the early days of cable television, when I was or the 24-hour news cycle, I was still relatively young. Not that young. But... It kind of threw me off because I was watching news as it was breaking throughout the day. I was in a job where the TV was on, mm-hmm. so all morning long I'm watching. It was oh, like gosh. it was a business network, but it was a business news, but other news would, would kick into it. And it kind of messed with me because growing up as a kid, I just kind of naturally assumed that all the news happened at six o'clock at night or, you know, watching the evening news, that it would not realizing it piled up during the day. Does that make sense at all? You know, as a kid, you're just impressionable, and all the news happened at 6 o'clock, so wow. Did you hear? Yeah, exactly. We all found out at the same time. Now, you know, so when you have the 24-hour news cycle. Uh, oh, Brett's calling you out. He says you're a millennial. What year were you born? 86. Yeah, you're a millennial. Uh, I don't know math. Yeah, because you were born a year before my son. Okay. And he's, he's a millennial? He's a millennial. Well, it's safe to call me a millennial, then. Yeah, but all would be funky if my son and I were both Gen X. That would be kind of funny. Anyhow, so yeah, rant over on that. It just really, really, really bugged the snot out of me. Well, I just, again, I don't think people are really searching for that one source because I, I find that that's what I find kind of ironic is people are like, remember the day when Walter Cronkite was the number one? Like, that's where I'm like, well, mm-hmm. why would you want to get your source from one person? Because because that could e- he, he could easily trusted. be controlled. Well, this is true, but he would never give. He did not give reason to be controlled. Well, I mean, you just don't know. Yeah, but I mean, there were other. You could still back it up from the. You know, you have AP, you have UPI, you have I mean, Reuters. He, he's telling you something that someone else told him to tell you. This is so true. There's there's a breakdown. But there. he would also be very confident. What he'd look co- good. He'd look good well, and no, do it well. He'd be very careful about what he said. He himself would research what he was given to make sure because he knew the second he went out there and started, bla- you know, if he did a bald faced lie, which happens dang near every day here on our news. The reporters are literally just making it up as they go along. If he'd done that once, he would have been out. And people would have said, you were no longer the most trusted man. He was, quote, the most trusted man in you America. You what happened to him? Didn't he get in trouble? No, he retired. You're thinking about mm-hmm. uh, uh, Dan Rather. Or is that Brian Williams? Brian Williams, Dan That's what I'm saying. Where they've gone, it's, it's, there are no more Moros. There are no more Cronkites. And even, you know, Walter near the end with uh, his putting his personal take on the war in Vietnam. Uh, he, showed, was, he was deep state. He was, was, he was that controlled. That was? No, I don't think. I mean, I don't. I mean, Alex Jones. Just listen to him. He's he's, he's pretty spot on, right? <laughs> All the time. Hey, I wonder if uh, Dennis O'Connor listens to Alex Jones. I'm saying that because no. he just popped on the. Popped I don't know. On our I don't know. Facebook actually, page. I don't know anyone that actually listens to <laughs> Alex Jones. I, I agree, and I'll go back to my. I don't. I can't. I don't know of anyone who's actually a, a realistic member of the flatter society. Yeah. That just. But it, people tune people in to kind of dab it into a little everything. Yeah, I mean, you've always got your fringe, and I get that. Hey, so this is kind of funny to me. So a Florida woman on an airplane, she's in custody now because she faked this medical issue on an airline airline flight from uh, American Airlines going from Pensacola to Miami. So this was not a huge flight. This is a, what do they call a puddle jumper? Mm-hmm. But she wanted a bigger seat. So she started mm-hmm. faking this, un, uh, I'm not sure, they haven't told exactly what it was. This medical emergency, so she could convince the flight attendants to give her a larger seat, maybe in first class. Unfortunately for her, it backfired. 
she was so into her her fake thing that instead of just keep on going, the pilot turned the airplane around to reland because oh my god, we got a medical emergency. It landed. She's still, you know, faking it, saying no, turn the plane back around. I just head back to Miami. They finally had to call the cops to remove her because then she started going over. Yeah. Well, hey, when you commit, you got to go. Yeah, she, she, sounds like, she sounds like a great con artist. She just keeps going. Talk with about it. committing to the role. Yeah. But uh, so, and this people is, do that all the time, though, don't they? Like, they bring on fake service dogs and stuff. It's like that way you can save money and not bored them. Yeah. But this is Friday. This was, the, you know, like one of the busiest travel days of the year, long shopping days, you know. Well, no, let me ask you this. How often do you think <clears throat> it's worked for? Because I doubt she just got on the spur of the moment going, I really want a bigger seat. I bet she's like, you know what? I figured this out. I got a good way to get in well, this. Well, there's the thing. if they, if Because this is federal charge. This is FAA right, uh, um, jurisdiction Yeah, but I'm now. saying, I'm, I'm thinking or she's NTSB. probably done this before and it works. So she's like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Well, that's, what, that's her problem is that because this is, I don't know if this is FAA or NTSB, but in another, it's federal in either case. All they got to do is look at her flight history. Yeah. And she can be in a heap of trouble. So this is PSA brought to you by Skippy in the morning. If you want a bigger seat, buy a bigger seat. Do not. Fake a medical emergency on an airplane. Well, I always felt when you go to the airport, you just you just put your head down and get through it. Like you're not don't cause trouble, just go. Just yeah. Don't talk to anybody. Be be reclusive. Just go through the pat downs. Don't go talk through the to body anybody. scans. Take off your shoes and belt. Just because I remember one time I flew and this guy was giving me trouble about the overhead thing, and he's like, "Oh, you, you know, you're supposed to put that in your section," and I was like, "Well, my section's full." And he's like, well, you can't put it there. I'm like... Oh, but you can. Yeah, and I was like... You can uh, put it anywhere you want. I'm sorry, man. I, I literally just looked at I was like, well, if, if you feel real strongly about this, you can talk to one of the flight attendants. And yep. And we'll see where that takes you, man. And then I just... <laughs> but no, it's like... People, Dick's like the honey badger. He don't care. Well, I was just kind of like, well, what do you want me to do, man? Like, you just want me to hold my bag, which still probably get mad at me. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think some people think about when they say stuff like that. But you just don't deal with it. You just keep going. Keep on going. Keep, just keep swimming. Yeah. Especially when you're traveling during the the holidays. Uh-huh. So. All right. There you go. Well, let's remind folks, tomorrow we got the Christmas tree lighting here in downtown Conroe, Texas at 630 at Heritage Place. And then, of course, Conroe Christmas Celebration, which is happening December 14th. Uh, so special thanks to Elizabeth coming in from the Conroe Parks and Rec and talking about those events. And then, of course, we have the uh, Kiwanis club christmas parade on the 14th at the same time more information can be found at cityoconro.org all right we're good to go you ready to go sean let's get out of here yeah happy december monday to everybody we'll be here on wednesday uh we have the homeowner show which is a show featured here on lone star community radio about all your home building and i guess caretaking needs uh with our buddy craig williams who's from excalibur pest control but yeah he'll bring his co-host that's on wednesday I think we're going to actually try to get them in at 9, so we have full two hours with them hanging out, they were, having fun. He was a party guy last time. So, yeah, it was fun last time. You're listening to Dick and Skippy here at Lone Star Community Radio. We'll see you on Wednesday at 9 a.m., and uh, we'll see you later.